I love the Lord today. I believe He's coming back very soon. I, I want to be ready when He comes back. I want you to be ready when He comes back. Come on. Amen. I want us all to be ready. Amen. When that trumpet sounds, I want to hear it. If you don't hear it, that means you missed it. Amen. 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 If you have your Bibles here this morning, I'd like for you to turn with me to 1 Corinthians, 1st chapter, verse 18. For the preaching of the cross is to them that perish foolishness. But unto us which are saved, it is the power of God. Paul said in another place, that the power of God may rest upon me. Next verse. It is written, I will destroy the wisdom of the wise and will bring to nothing the understanding of the prudent. Where is the wise? Where is the scribe? Where is the disputer of this world? Hath not God made foolish the wisdom of this world? For after that in the wisdom of God, the world by wisdom knew not God. And it pleased God by the foolishness of preaching to save them that believe. For the Jews require a sign, and the Greeks seek after wisdom. But we preached Christ crucified. Unto the Jews... It's a stumbling block. And unto the Greeks, it's foolishness. But unto them which are called, both Jews and Greeks, Christ, the power of God, and the wisdom of God. Because the foolishness of God is wiser than men, and the weakness of God is stronger than men. Let us pray. We love you today, Lord Jesus. You are so very great, and you are greatly to be praised. Your word, O oh Lord, it's forever settled in heaven. Help it, O oh Lord, to be forever settled in our hearts and our lives. I pray, God, that you would anoint me and anoint this great congregation. I pray, Lord, that you would illuminate my mind with your word and your words to say. Anoint all of our ears to hear and our hearts to receive and do a work that needs to be done in our life. I pray, O oh God, in Jesus' name, amen. Put your hands together and give the Lord a hand clap of praise. Hallelujah. Worship him. Hallelujah, hallelujah, hallelujah. We love you, Lord. Oh, we love you, Lord. You are high and lifted up, oh God. Oh, hallelujah, hallelujah, hallelujah. Praise God, praise God. You may be seated. I want to talk to you here today on a subject entitled, So... Let us preach. Hallelujah. I 
It was one of those days I got up this morning meditating on the Lord, wondering what He would want us to preach today, to teach, and to talk about. I began to read God's Word. I began to look through some of my notes that I have never preached yet. And I have learned to trust God. They came and asked me what my, my text verses were. And I looked at them and I said, I don't know. I don't know. But I knew that God had something for us today. And went in my office and began to meditate and to pray. And God gave me some verses from His Word, which we just read. I read this passage, and it just, the light seemed to turn on. For the preaching of the cross is to them that perish foolishness. And I thought, the preaching of the cross and Jesus dying on the cross, light sprang into the world. I understood then that passage that is found in the New Testament there in the, some of the four Gospels about light springing into the world. I guess I never really associated it with the cross like this before. But in order for anything to live, it must first die. That sounds like foolishness. With the preaching of the cross is to them that perish foolishness. I realized that hardly ever is the cross really preached about. I want to say that rightly so, and the reason why I think, my opinion I guess, is because I don't want that to become too familiar for what God did for you and I. You talk about the cross, it should be a special time. It should be very hallowed thing, very holy thing. But yet when we look and see what happened. He went to Calvary. And light sprang forth abundantly. He rose again the third day. He was seen of many. Everybody that knew him. Everybody that wrote about him. Didn't really know what was happening. When he rose that third day. There come a time. To where that. He looked at his disciples and he says, I'm fixing to leave. I'm going to leave you all by yourself for a while, but I'll still be with you. I'm sure they never really understood how that he could leave and still yet be with us. So he led them out to the edge of town and while he was talking, they beheld him as he rose from this earth and went into the clouds and was out of sight. 
the preaching of the cross became more powerful than anything. We can still preach about the cross of Calvary and it should be so very powerful even still today in our lives. We should tread lightly when we are talking about the cross and when we preach about the cross. It should never be common ground to us. Never. Because we, uh, we understand that Jesus Christ died. If we really love the cross and what Jesus done for us, then we need to understand that Christ wants His light to shine in you. You want the cross to be powerful in your life? Then shine for Jesus. If you want the cross to be the accent in your world, then shine for Jesus. If you want the cross to be ever so real in your life, then dig down in to God's Word and let it affect your life and let it shine forth and let it act in your life. Live it like you've never lived it before because that's what Calvary is all about. My God. Hallelujah, 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 hallelujah. Yes, if we had a house full of sinners today, I would want to explain to them how the world looks at the cross. I was studying some things about what the world felt about Calvary, and I only remember of one, and they interviewed Mick Jagger. And said, what do you think about the cross? And he said, oh, that bloody mess. He said, how? They asked him, how uh, would you respond to it if it happened today? He said, I'd put on my best blue jeans and I'd go get crucified. There's such a big misunderstanding to the world about what the cross is all about. They don't realize the light that's trying to shine into their life when they have been witness to about Jesus Christ. We witness to people about Jesus, about Him healing, raising the dead, open the eyes of the blind, and unstopping deaf ears. And it seems to have no effect. We have to understand that the cross of Jesus Christ is one of the very specialist things out of God's Word to you and I. I think that we need to love the cross. Like the Word says, I will cling to the old rugged cross. Honey, all of my getting in the world and all of my traveling through this life and wherever I may go after I leave here today, every day, every single day that I get up, I want to cling to the old rugged cross. I know that someday I'll exchange it for a crown of life only because of the light that it shed. My God, my God, my God. 
Hallelujah, hallelujah, hallelujah. Oh, preach to me, Calvary, one more time. Oh, so let us preach. Oh yes, what are you going to tell the world today when you live, leave here this morning, this afternoon, sometime today, when you go away from this place, what are you going to tell the world? I have a hope. I have a hope in Jesus. Hallelujah, hallelujah, hallelujah. The hope that I have, the Word of God tells me that I will not be ashamed of. Oh, though that Abraham, he searched and looked for a city whose builder and maker was God, and he found it not. And at the end of the 11th chapter of Hebrews, it says that they without us were not made perfect. Honey, the Old Testament church is looking for you to cling to Calvary. Abraham knew exactly what was going on in the 8th chapter of John. Jesus looked at the people and he he said, Abraham, he rejoiced to see my day and saw it and was glad. They looked at him and said, you're not 50 years old yet. How in the world do you know these things about Abraham? And he retorted back to the crowd before Abraham was, I am. Oh yes, we need to understand that the word of God is written for you and I so that we can live and make heaven our home. My God. What do we got to do, Brother Smith? Cling to the old rugged cross. What do we got to do, Brother Smith? Preach the old rugged cross. What do we got to do? Preach life and life after life. And it's heaven above, a hell to shun, and a heaven to gain. All because of the cross. Yeah. So let us preach. Let us witness. Let us go out. And live for God according to His Word. Let us do these things. Let us understand that we didn't gather here today in vain. Let us understand that the Word, our Sunday school lesson that was taught here today, it's not in vain. When we leave here, we're going to go and we're going to go out there and show and preach and tell. Yeah, I like show and tell. Yeah. I like working with my hands. I like making things. When I retired there at Aldine Independent School District, they gave me a retirement party. One of the assistant superintendents, he had to say something. He quieted everybody down, and he said, Stanley is retiring. We won't see him no more like we have been. He said, but Stanley is different than a lot of the people here. He likes to work with his hands. And he simply said, so show us. That's that. That's it. That's what he said. I mean, what are you waiting for? What are you looking to? So, preach. 
If somebody said amen. amen. Honey, it's not up to me and to me only. It's up to us. It's not a me and you thing. It's a us thing. It's not me and you and, and us four and no more. Honey, it's all of us. It's every single one of you. It's to the children that go to the Sunday school. And my hat's off to the Sunday school teacher. Honey, when they leave this place, they need to know something about God. And they need to start shining. Because when they're out into the world, their life may be the only gospel that they will ever see. I can remember my Sunday school teacher, my Aunt Reva, had another one. I'll remember her name in a little bit. Many times when I'm reading the Word of God, I remember my Aunt Reva teaching me yeah yeah I look at other people that are so called churched and they don't know the stories of the Bible and uh, I grew up with the stories uh, of the Bible uh, my whole entire life uh, I went to Sunday school uh, and I grew up learning uh, about the stories in the Bible uh, and I see these children uh, and they have no idea uh, about the stories uh, in the Bible uh, and if we don't preach to them uh, somebody else will uh, if we don't sign for them uh, somebody else will uh, honey uh, I want to tell you today uh, that it's up to you it's not up to me it's up to us Come on, somebody. Calvary is not for, it's for not. Calvary is not for not. What do we preach? I'm going to read a little bit more here. What is written, I will destroy the wisdom of the wise. Honey, many times I have looked at the wisdom of the wise and I said, God's going to destroy that. Never said it out loud. I said, that's wisdom of the world's wise. God's going to destroy that. Yeah. Oh, let's look at it. To the wise. This country, when it was first made, the school textbook was the King James Version of the Bible. They went and carried the Bible to the schoolhouse. They opened, they read, they studied, they learned. And when they did that, they learned how to walk. They learned how to talk. They learned how to dress. They know where to go and where not to go. And all of the other avenues of life, when they finally graduated, they came out there a well-versed man. In the twelfth year of their graduation, they knew how to live and how to act right in society. What are we going to preach to the world? To the world. They've already taken away the Word of God. They're taking prayer out of school. They're taking the Bible out of the courtrooms. What are they going to learn if you and I can't really understand the importance of the power of the cross? I'm preaching to you today. Oh yeah, I'm telling you today. So let's me and you preach. Come on somebody, let's preach. Let's pull together. Let's preach. Let's get our back together. And let's be a you preacher. You preach over there. I'll preach over here. You go somewhere else. Wherever you go, let's preach. Whatever you do, wherever you go, whoever you see, whoever you visit, let's preach.
Honey, let me tell you something. When you start doing that, your life is going to change. Oh, yeah. Yeah. You start preaching this man's lesson here this morning. And if you're not acting like that lesson, they're going to devour you. Honey, it's time for us to preach. <laughs> it's time for you to preach. It's time for you to go out there and to preach to those that are in your world. Oh yes, it's not up to me, honey. It's up to me right here. Once you leave these doors, I can't control what goes on in your life. Yeah. Well, I, I've, I've got so much, so much, so much, so much this morning. Hallelujah. Just got a text. This is Faith Bryant. Can y'all please pray for my son and his girlfriend who was in a motorcycle accident last night, please? She's in a coma and he has got broken bones and his spine is swollen and has stitches all over his body. Honey, somebody needs to preach. Huh? I said somebody needs to preach. Yeah, what are you going to preach today? If I get that to text, uh, you guessed it. You know what I'm going to preach? You don't know what I'm going to preach? I'm going to preach God's able. He is a healer. I'm going to preach that God is a healer. Honey, when Jesus preached through the years that he was there, he didn't preach to those that were saved. He preached to those that were lost. Somebody. He didn't heal the righteous. He healed the lost. He healed those that did not know him. He healed them. And that was what he did in order to win them. Come on, somebody. What are you going to preach? Come on, let's preach together. Oh, yes. But unto us which are saved, preaching across is the power of God. Yeah. Brother Henry texted me just a little bit ago when I looked down, you know what he said? Preach, Brother Smith. Oh, honey, I'm saying to you, preach. Come on, saints of God, preach. You know what to preach? Preach Calvary and Jesus Christ crucified, bringing light to their world. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm not going to make it through the rest of this. I don't even know what time it was when I started, so it doesn't matter, right? Mm. Oh, I feel God. Listen to this. Where is the wise? Where is the scribe? Where is the disputer of this world? Hath not God made foolish the wisdom of this world? And after that, in the wisdom of God, the world, by wisdom, knew not God. It pleased God by the foolishness of preaching. It's, uh, my elder pastor says it like this. Uh, God chose through the foolishness of preaching, not foolish preaching. I don't know if they got that, but I think they did. <laughs> through the foolishness of preaching, not foolish preaching. Uh, there's foolish Preaching, uh, going into a uh, hundred thousand uh, churches at this moment as we talk. Uh, honey, let me tell you what to preach. Okay, I'm, I'm, I'm going. For the Jews require a sign. Is that what you're seeking? 
Well, let me tell you, you need to look a little closer at your church. Yeah. You need to look a little closer at the people in the church. You want a sign that God's real? Look at all the healings He's done for us in the church and all the life-saving miracles. Yeah. Yeah, Raina went out to Virginia. One of the last times she went out with her family, her children. Somebody drives by the house, drives on. Bullets coming through the wall of the house. What are you going to preach? I'm going to preach that he's a deliverer. I'm going to preach though they come closer, though the devil, he comes closer, he cannot touch me. You can look the devil in the eye and you can tell him you can't touch me for I'm a child of the living God. Yeah! Honey, what is a brother and sister Paget going to do? Here about a few years ago, I was looking on some pictures on my iPad, and Brother Padgett looked down, and he says, who in the world is that? I said, that's you. Yeah, anyone were you? Because you was messed up too. Honey, what are you going to preach? What has God done for you? Have all the things that God's done for you, honey, you have enough in your life you can preach. If you never have another church, if you never hear another message, let me tell you, there's so much things that God's done in your life, you can preach from there for the rest of your life. Come on, somebody. What are we going to preach? Love you, God. Come on, come on, come on. Somebody, uh, somebody get to work. Jesus gave a parable. He said they went out and they hired vineyard workers in the morning. I want you to get this. You need to get it. Say, I'm going to get it. And you're with me. He went out at noontime and he says, come on, let's hire these guys too. They're not doing anything. And he put him to work. He went and later in the evening, it was the 11th hour of the day, 11 o'clock at night. There was only one more hour to work. He said, what are you doing standing around here? Get busy. He, they looked at him and said, what do you want us to do? And nobody has hired us. He says, work for me then. I will pay you. Oh, come on now, somebody. At the end of the parable, they all come in to get their wages. Uh-huh. And the people that came in, you know, I have to think that the last came in first. Oh, well, that's the Bible. Because that's what Jesus said, the last should be first, the first should be last. Amen. And so those one-hour workers came in, He gave them the money. Everybody standing in line, get paid, said, what is He doing? What's He doing with my money? I worked all day long. He thought, they don't deserve that. He finally got down to those that had been hired early that morning uh, and they come and they, and they confronted Jesus. He says, oh, look, uh, he says, uh, 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 I've worked through the heat of the day. I've borne most of the labor. And you're going to pay me two pennies and give them two pennies? That's not fair. And Jesus said this, friend, I do thee no wrong. You think that I cannot do with my money as I please. I am paraphrasing it. Yes. 
He says, I ain't done anything to you. You got just what everybody else got. What are you saying, Brother Smith? I'm saying we are the last hour workers. And if it's got to be, it's up to us. I said, if it's got to be, it's up to us. Honey, and we got one hour left to work. And we're going to get everything that those, those precious, I said, those precious souls have borne through the heat of the day. We are privileged. My God, can't you understand how privileged we are? We're here for one hour. They were there for the whole day. What are you going to preach now? Honey, I should have just infused you with some supernatural spirit for you understanding that you have the same thing as they did at the day of Pentecost. Oh, yeah! Come on, somebody. I'm, I'm closing. Our musicians can come. So, let us preach. I am not your normal pastor. You will find that out. I don't have my thumb on top of you like that. Neither am I going to put my thumb on top of you like that. But I will steer you correctly. And if, we, if you and I get in a confrontation, I may even rebuke you. And it will be according to the Word, and I'll show you in the Word, wherever it's at, whatever we're doing. But honey, let me tell you something. Uh, you have the privilege as much as anybody else to preach. Oh, let's look at this. Ezekiel 37 and 1. The hand of the Lord was upon me and carried me out in the Spirit of the Lord. Set me down in the midst of the valley, which is full of bones. And he caused me to pass by them round about. And behold, there were very many in the open valley. And lo, they were very dry. And he said unto me, Son of man, can these bones live? And Ezekiel answered, O Lord, I don't know, but I know you know. Again, he said unto me, Prophesy upon these bones, and say unto them, O ye dry bones, hear the word of the Lord. If that's all that I would end it with, that's more than enough. God told Ezekiel. He said, preach to these bones. Bones are dead. It is... an example for us in this day. This passage of Scripture is being more enlightened than ever before to God's people. And if not, it should. 
because we are the last generation before Jesus comes. And he's asking you to preach. I don't know if you understand what the word prophesy means. But in the English language, it means preach. You didn't know that, huh? How many, don't raise your hands. How many's been preaching? You know who you're going to preach to? A dried up world. I want you to have encouragement today because you're carrying the water of life. Out of your innermost being will flow rivers of living water. I'm, I'm sorry, I'm taking my time. There's one of our deserts here. I watched a little short documentary. It rains on that desert one or two times a year. That's all. Go Google it, it's there. You would walk out into the desert and it is barren. No life. Go Google it. I want you to. When that rain comes, it's a big, heavy rain. In 24 hours after the rain, the desert blooms like a field of grass and a field of plants. What are you saying, Brother Smith? I'm saying when you pour water on that dry ground, the water you have will cause things to grow. I think we need to preach, don't you? It's high, it's time, it's high time, it's past time. It's time for us to awake and arise from our sleep, oh sleeper, and arise from our dead things. And start ministering God's word. The man told you today, if there be any anything, any praise, any virtue, all the good. If you're going to think about anything, think on these things. God bless you.